Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our assistant pastor, Carlos Farias. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you. And we would love to hear how God used it in your life. If you will look at me, Joshua chapter 7 and verse 1, it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass and the accursed thing, for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, and the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai, and they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and Smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. So there went up, the, up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate, and even unto Shebrim, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Verse number six says, And Joshua rent his clothes, and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we be, had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned their backs before their enemies? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time we have in your house. Thank you for your word and how it helps us and encourages us. I pray, Father, you'd help us to just be uh, attentive to what you have for us from your word and just thankful, Lord, that it changes our lives. Uh, thank you for this time we get to gather freely in your house. We love you, Lord, so much. In your name we pray, amen. So I, I entitled this uh, sermon today, How to Stay Out of Trouble, and it just such a, such a great help to me when I was in college, and Joshua was just a really awesome book, and so just a little bit of background uh, for the passages that the children of Israel, you know, they started out in chapter one and Moses, you know, he died and, you know, God put Joshua to be the commander, you know, for, for the children of Israel at that time. So now Joshua's the leader and, you know, it's, it's his time to be in that leadership. So what happens is in the beginning of Joshua, you know, they, they go to the Jordan and they set foot in the water and God splits the Jordan River and they get to cross on dry land and you know, the children of Israel are just seeing all these victories happen, and they get to Jericho, just a chapter before, and then Jericho is a huge city. Jericho, you know, there was a lot of people there, and they were just, they are in the walls, and the children of Israel really had no chance on their own, you know, and, and God had delivered the, the, the city of Jericho to the, Israel, the children of Israel, and this was a great miracle because the children of Israel didn't do anything but walk around the city, and we know that they walked around six times, and then on the, six, on the seventh day, they walked around seven times. So, so the children of Israel, they walked around 13 times, and the wall just fell. And they went in and took everything from the city, and God gave them that great victory uh, against Jericho. If you, go, if you go back and look at the battle of Jericho, uh, you know, Joshua really sought the Lord. Joshua sought the Lord, and he was... He was just trying to figure out what, what was best to do. And Joshua, you know, he inquired of the Lord and he asked God, you know, what should I do? And God, you know, God gave Joshua a plan. 
and Josh, that probably wasn't Joshua's plan. You know, Joshua was a fighter, so he probably wanted to take his army and his soldiers, and he probably wanted to just go beat them up and, you know, with their swords and everything. But God said, no, th- here's my plan. And Joshua obeyed that plan. And Joshua did the right thing by obeying the Lord. And, you know, it wasn't because of their strengths or their abilities, but, but they trusted in God, and they, and they believed that he, that he would deliver them through that battle. A quote from Charles Burden says, a little thorn may cause much suffering. A little cloud may hide, hide the sun. Little foxes spoil the vines. And little sins do mischief to, to the tender heart. These little sins burrow in the soul and make it so full of that which is hateful to Christ that he would hold no comfortable fellowship and communion with us. A great sin could not destroy a Christian, but a little sin can make him miserable. If we as Christians are not careful about sin in our life, it will ruin us and it will destroy us just as we see in this passage, it said that, you know, after all these victories, after all that Israel had accomplished by obeying God, and then it starts out in chapter 7, but, but you know, but they, they sinned against God. I just want you to notice with me from this passage uh, some ways that we can stay out of trouble. And point number one is never forget that you are most susceptible to getting in trouble after the victory. And this is, this is so true in... Joshua's life that, you know, as, as, as I said, they were able to cross the Jordan. They were able to take down Jericho. I mean, probably one of the most fierce enemies they had to face in that time. And, you know, they got a little, they got a little comfortable. They got a little comfortable after God had brought them through that, and it caused, them, it caused them some turmoil. And Joshua was responsible to lead the children of Israel. It doesn't say that. Joshua asked God for help for the battle of Ai. No, it just says that he sent a few men to go scout it out, and the men came back and said, just send a few thousand, you know, don't send everybody. And Joshua was like, cool, let's do it. You know, I'm ready to attack. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to just, I'm just ready to take more land. You know, but it doesn't say in the scripture that, you know, that God was involved in any of this. And when we start to make decisions that don't involve God, the bad things are going to happen. And that's what happened in Joshua 7, 7. Let's read, and let's look at that. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over the Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? What well, to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. And Joshua cries out to God, and it's already too late. He sent his men over there to Ai, and they're dead, 36 of his men. And Joshua was saying to the Lord, Why did you even bring us across the Jordan if you're just going to stop us? Why would you bring us across the Jordan if all you're going to do, if, if what's going to happen is my men are going to die? And I think God was thinking to himself, well, you didn't even ask. You didn't ask me for help. Like, what, do you, what do you expect? And, and Joshua cried out to God, you know, after the bad decision, after he got the consequence of his bad decision. And we should try to cry out to God before that happens. Let's ask God to help us with that situation before it's already too late. And I know, I'm, I'm sure Joshua started to think about that. And the children of Israel before the loss of Ai, I mean, they're on the road to success. I mean, they trust God, and God, God, God gave them this victory. They trust God and got another victory. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they're like, wow, I am a warrior. I, I, I can do this now. It's all, it's all in my ability. Man, we don't really need God anymore. And they weren't saying that, right? But it was, it was their actions that, and when we do that in our life, we see that, we see that, you know, we've seen God work in our life. We've seen that his track record 
in our life has proven great. And then we get to a little problem or a little decision in our life that we don't think God's really interested in. And we, we know how good God is, and then we make a decision that goes against what we know we should do. Sometimes we feel that God isn't really concerned with our little problems. And I just want to encourage you tonight, if you look in 1 Peter 5, 7, I have it on the screen, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You know that God who created the earth, who created everything, the God of creation, he cares for you. And I don't know why we get into this mindset that God doesn't really care about our little problems, but, you know, God does care. And God, God cares whether you're, we're in a big situation or a little situation. And we just have to realize that, you know, and Satan puts that in our mind. He doesn't really care about that little thing. But if we just see the scripture says, yeah, he does care. And we just got to be encouraged with that. Whatever you're going through, whatever, whatever life situation you're going through, you know, God cares. And, but we can't, we can't get in that mindset that God doesn't care. A second way to stay out of trouble is realize how fast sin can change the situation. Look at me, turn over a back a chapter at Joshua 6, chapter 6, verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and took the city. Verse 21. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both men and women, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, and with the edge of the sword. Verse 27. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Maybe look at Chapter 7 and verse 1 starts with the word but there. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. Man, right when chapter 6 ends, and he says the fame, the fame was with Joshua. The fame of the Lord was with Joshua because the Lord was just doing amazing things in their life. And then it goes to chapter 7. I mean, what a transition. I mean, how could it go from, how could it go from great success to great failure so fast? And that's, that's what happens. We're not, we're not, we're not above making a, a bad decision. We're not above sinning. And it's just, just like that, someone, in the children, someone on the, in the, of the children of Israel sinned against God, and now they're in a bad spot. If, you write, if you're taking notes, write down these three things. Learn how to hate and discern sin by asking for wisdom, reading scripture every day, and stay far away from sin. It says, it says in the Bible, neither give place to the devil. And a lot of times we like to give place, just a little bit of place. But we give devil that little place. You know, he likes to get in there, likes to grow it. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a small sin or that small sin starts to grow and grow and grow, and now it's, it's eating you up. Some verses to help, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to, the, to, the, to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we think of God, you know, when, when Brother McCracken preached revival, oh, God is holy, holy, holy. And you're like, that's so awesome. But it says in the Bible that we can be holy because God is holy. And Romans chapter 12 is just a great, it's a great passage. And, you know, we are, we are a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And we can't be that if we're living in sin. We can't be that if we're, if we're in our sin and we're not confessing. And, you know, we can't be used like God wants us to be used. And God does want to use you. 
But it's up to you to make that decision. Do you really want to be used or do you want to be in that, that, that pleasure of sin for a season? In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but as such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. You know, when we get to a temptation, you know, what do we do? I don't have to do, uh, someone, someone help. I, I, I think I can do this through myself, but, you know, God wants to give you a way to escape. That temptation, whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're dealing with, whatever comes your way, you know, God wants to help you get out of it. But when we get to this temptation, we start to, we start to just we start to freak out and we don't know what to do. And you have just a few moments before you either act on that, on that temptation or you're asking God to help you escape that. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. You know, I love doing this uh, as a teenager. When I, when I started coming to the youth group, you know, whatever, whatever you're dealing with or struggling with the most, go to God's word, study it, memorize some verses on what you're struggling with, and when that temptation comes to you, you know, put, bring those verses to remembrance. Help try harder to stay away from sin instead of, trying, right, instead of just asking for forgiveness after you sin. Luke twenty two forty says, and when he was at that place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not, in tempta- not into temptation. Man, God is giving us ways that we can, we can get out of temptation. And man, a big one is prayer. You believe that God saved, could save you from your sins and that he could save you from hell. So why can't we believe that he can get us out of the temptation? We believe God for a lot of things, but sometimes we don't believe him for the smaller things. There's no doubt that sin against God changed their situation instantly. The children of Israel were on top of the mountain. They were seeing God's work in their life, and all of a sudden, they're in the valley. We can see that in our own lives. And I personally, when we, I've been on fire for the Lord, and I make a wrong decision, and suddenly, I'm not in my Bible. I'm not being faithful to church. And where did it all start? It all started with that little sin that, hey, uh, you know, it started with that sin that started just as a little sin, and then just grew and grew and grew, and now I'm, I'm not in church anymore. And that's what sin does. It destroys. And that's what Satan's goal is. If you look in First uh, Peter 5a, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And this devil, the devil is not our friend. And the devil wants to destroy us. He wants to ruin your name as a Christian. And he knows that if you ever proclaim to be a Christian, that he's going to do everything in his power to stop to make people think contrary to that. And whenever you feel like you're being tempted, you know, just know that the devil has a target on your back. Know that Satan wants to attack you. And, but if you don't ever feel like you're being tempted, you don't feel like you're being attacked by the devil anymore, then probably too late. You know, if, you, if a Christian is living worldly, then Satan's already won. Because if, if we as Christians are acting like the world and behaving in the worldly things, then who is the world going to look to for a godly example, and it won't be us. Luke twenty two forty says, and we, uh, oh, I did that right, didn't I? Sorry. Point, point three, sorry. Recognize your sin affects others. Joshua 7, 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass, and this accursed thing, for Achan, the son of Carmi, and the son of Zabdi, and the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Achan, Achan stole what was supposed to be set apart for the Lord. 
and Aiken really messed up. And Aiken, you know, he was, and he, he, he sinned, and it affected all of the people with him. And God told him that, I can't work in your life. I can't be there for you until you get this taken care of. Look at verse number 12, chapter 7. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord of God Israel, there is, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from amongst you. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households, and the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. So the Lord said, you guys got to get this taken care of. And he, the Lord knows who it is. So if you look in verse 22, it says, So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran into a tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent, and brought them unto Joshua, and unto, unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, and the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day, and all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. They, they, raised him, they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Acre until this day. And when, when Achan sinned, God saw it as a corporate sin. You know, Achan didn't sin alone. When he stole that stuff that was set apart for the Lord, where, where did he hide it? He hid it under his tent where his family was, you know, and his family pretty much probably had to see him hide all of that, you know, and why didn't they, why didn't they just go to Joshua and say, hey, well, Achan, he is stealing stuff that's set apart for the Lord. It's because they wanted some of that too. You know, his family wanted some of that, that gold that was stolen, and sin ruined Achan's potential, and sin ruins our potential. Achan was a part of that, that, that arm, you know, it was a part of the children of Israel who walked across the river, the, the river on dry land. They saw, they saw Jericho taken down, and Achan was a part of that. And then he got a little selfish, a little greedy, and he took, of, he took of that gold. And when we sin, you know, we're ruining our potential, especially when we're living in sin and not confessing it. When we're not confessing that sin to God, we're ruining our potential. That God, you know, God wants us to be a clean vessel ready to be used. And when we sin, we're ruining that. And sin will hinder our relationship with God. In Isaiah 59, 2, it says, but your iniquities have separated you between you and your God. I don't want to break that fellowship between me and God because I'm the one who wants to be in sin. If you're sin, sometimes, a lot of the times, we get comfortable in our sin. And we're not, we're not confessing it. We're not doing anything about it. And now our, our, our fellowship with God is just, it's not there right now. You know, God says that God resists the proud. When we're not confessing our sin, we're being really prideful, and God is resisting us. Achan's sin not only affected him, but everyone allowed him. 
everyone around him. His whole family died because of it. Everything that he owned, everything that was his, his possession, they got burnt. They got, they got stoned. And don't let us be fooled to thinking that when we sin, you know, it's, it's only affecting us. Man, when you, you think, about, think about some of the hats you, you, that, you are, that you wear in life. You're a, a parent, an uncle, a, ne- a grandparent, uh, an employee, a church member, anything. Any, anything that you can think of that you are, it affects every area. Sitting on the board with all, all that you are, and it affects everything. It says in Ephesians 4.30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Don't let your sin grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to live in you and work in you. But when we're sinning, you know, we're grieving it. We're grieving the Holy Spirit, and it's not good. I just want to ask a question. Do we love God tonight? Do we love God, yes or no? Yes? Are we keeping his commandments? John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Man, let's follow, let's, let's follow God's word with pure intentions. Let's, let's keep his commandments. Let's be faithful to keep his commandments. And we don't have to be in this constant cycle of sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. A lot of Christians have this mentality of, Oh, I know that if I sin, then I can just ask God for forgiveness. That's the, ba- that's the wrong mentality to have. Let's have the mentality of, I don't want to sin anymore. Man, when, when, God, when, when, when Jesus died for me, man, that old man died. Let's not get in that cycle of, oh, you know, I, if, if I just mess up, then, you know, I, I'll be okay. You know, I'll, God, 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9 it, and I'll be all right. That's not the mindset we should have. Let's... You know, we're never going to be sinless, right, Leo? We're never going to be sinless, but every day we can try to sin less. And if we're, if we're doing that, we're growing in the word, and we're praying to God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You're not going to be perfect. No, you're not, you're not going to just be there, but you can try your best not to sin. You don't have to just sin because you're a sinner. And the next point here to help us stay out of trouble is talk with God before talking with man. Josh, look at me, Joshua 7, verse 2. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, one of the, on the east of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let unto him, let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. Joshua took counsel from the men, but not from God. And, you know, Joshua, Joshua didn't even talk to God like, like we said earlier. So he said, all right, I'll just listen to this guy who doesn't know everything instead of asking God who does know everything. Isaiah 30 and verse 1 says, Woe to the rebellious children that say, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. And in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And maybe Joshua was so excited that they were able to make, take down such a great city, but we all, know, we all know that it wasn't Joshua's abilities that helped him take down that city. And we as Christians should never leave God out of a decision. 
whatever decision, whatever decision we have to make in our day in our daily life, we should not leave God out of it. Even if it was a little decision or a big decision. And obviously, we don't need to ask Him Leo, where we, where we have to go to eat that day. Okay, so, but we should ask we should ask God to be. We should have, just be involved. Have God involved in our life daily. And it says in First Thessalonians five seventeen, oh, pray, pray without ceasing. I mean, pray just pray constantly. You can talk to God wherever you want. The, the, that line is open 24-7. Yet a lot of us, we tend to just use that line when we're in a little bit of trouble. But God wants to hear from us, from us all the time, not just when we're going through something bad. In uh, Proverbs 29-25, it says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Man, when we go through situations, when we, tr- we start to trust we start to trust outside things. We start to trust the world, world's philosophies, not in our philosophies, but not God's. If you want to be saved, just trust the Lord. Another passage that we hear over and over again in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Man, how many times have we heard this verse? Oh, yeah, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord, acknowledge Him in all the ways to direct our paths. But and then we don't we don't ever like believe that He will direct our paths. We don't think that He will direct our paths. And then it just trust in the Lord and depart from evil. But we like to we like to take part of that sin because it looks good. Isaiah fifty five nine says, "For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts." And that's so comforting to me because, you know, when I get into a situation, you know, I don't know, I don't know anything. I don't know, I don't know what's good for me. So I, you know, I got to ask God, and I'm just glad that his ways are higher than mine. You know, if I went to, if it was my decision, I would probably went to a secular college. God wanted me to go to West Coast Baptist College, so I followed God there. And, you know, it was, a great, it was great to follow God in that decision. In Matthew 6, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we just seek God. Sometimes we, just, we, just, we always like to worry about things. Worry, 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 worry. What's going to happen next? What's gonna, what, how, how am I going to take care of this? I don't have any money. What am I going to do? But God, you know, just simply seek God. And it says, all, all these things shall be added unto you. We just put our focus on God, and we have a, sometimes we get stuck in this tunnel vision of, Focusing on my problems, focusing on my problems, and then you don't you don't acknowledge God. We don't acknowledge God. And Psalms twenty eight Psalm twenty eight seven says, "The Lord is my strength and my shield and my heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. With my song, I will praise Him." Hebrews thirteen eight says, "Jesus Christ is." The same yesterday and today and forever. And God is worth trusting. He's never going to change. And God cannot lie in Titus 1-2. It says, man, just trust God. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of what you need. But all you got to do is put your faith and trust in him. You put your faith in him to save you for salvation. And you put your trust in him to save you. You put your trust in him to help you get through that temptation, through that sin. Psalm Psalm 9-10 says, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Man, I'm so glad that if I seek God, he won't forsake me. 
Because if you know if you know yourself, you know that you're just a messed up sinner who deserves hell. But God loves you so much that He just He won't forsake you. He won't forsake us. And and uh, the fifth way that we can stay away or to help us get out of trouble is stay away from self confidence. Just a few just a few statements I have about self confidence. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. So three self-confidence statements that, or that help us, that, that don't help us, actually, sorry. It's, I don't have time to pray. I've done this before, and it's not a big deal. Man, Joshua, he felt like he didn't have to pray to God to help them with AI. So, so what that AI was a, small, was a smaller army? Man, if... God wasn't able to work with them because you know, Achan had sinned and ruined that. And you know, Joshua probably thought, you know, I've done this before. I've been able to take over Jericho. I was, I'm, I'm able to do all this stuff now that I have experience. And that caused him to have another, you know, it caused 36, 36 of his men to die. And he might have thought it was, it's not a big deal. Especially when we think that a lot about our sin. You know, it's not a big deal. I, I, did, I did what I wanted to do. You know, nothing really happened. Not, nothing really bad happened. But we don't, see the, we don't see the consequences or the effects of our sin right away. Man, just think about some people in the Bible. Now, how did David, how did David after, a man, after a man after God's own heart, get to the place where he got? And how did, how did Judas get from where he was to betraying Jesus and and then hanging himself. How did people in the Bible that started with a little sin in their life end up with something bad in their life? Well, they just thought it wasn't a big deal. And then when that happens in our life, sometimes we'll just sin and sin and sin, and, you know, it's not really a big deal, but then all of a sudden, you know, so, so God uses something to get our attention. And you're like, what, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? But it's actually our own fault. And I just hope, and I hope that these, you know, these, five, these five ways to help us stay out of trouble help tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.